You're listening to the Josh Paul Podcast. Connect with Josh on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or by visiting joshpaul.org. Now, here's Josh. I want you to sling up in your Bible tonight. Tonight's message, and I only name them because they put them on podcasts and TV and YouTube and iTube and MyTube and everywhere else they got. And uh, so tonight, if you're looking for it, it's a reference. Just It's called Bring It to the Front. Bring It to the Front is what we're talking about tonight. Bring It to the Front. Just say, Bring It to the Front. Bring It to the Front. <sighs> y'all, y'all remember that book? That book we read that, yeah, probably can't say the name of it, but it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. And, you know, I feel like that might be kind of the year that we're living in. And, and here's the thing. You know what? I didn't tweet about everything I went through. Yeah, I post a lot of cute puppy pictures, and you can go follow my dog. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, for those watching by TV, it's um, uh, Brother Chino Official. Uh, that's my dog. But anyway, I didn't tweet about everything that I went through this past year. Come on, somebody. I didn't talk about I didn't put my doctor's report out on the Internet for everybody to see. I didn't put what all my haters said out on the Internet. Because you know what? I don't give the devil that kind of publicity. I don't give him that kind of publicity. You know, I, I am not a complainer. I am not a complainer. Now, sometimes when I'm by myself, I will say some stuff, and I have to slap myself across the face and say, Josh, stop it. But I try my best not to ever complain. We have so much to be grateful for. We have so much. How dare we? How dare we? Man, if, if Jesus never did another thing, he came so that you didn't have to go to a devil's hell. And hell is a real place. And man, they don't even teach about it anymore. They don't even talk about hell anymore. But you, man, and, and we look down on people talking about, oh, your sin was that, my God. God, how my my Lord, and 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 and, but honey, you just barely escaped hell yourself. And we talk about, are you going to heaven? Yeah, hold on. Let's come over to your house and open up your closet for just a minute. Let's look in. Let's let them skeletons fall out of your closet for just a second. I'm preaching to somebody, but I won't look at you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, and open your Bibles. Philippians one six. Being confident in this very thing. That he who has begun, he, who's the he? I'm going to teach a little tonight. Is that okay? He, Jesus, God, he who has become, begun a good work and you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Talking about the, until the day of Jesus Christ. He said, what I started in you, I'm going to work it out. I'm going to work it. I'm going to work it, work it. I'm going to work it out. I'm going to work that thing until Jesus comes back. I'm going to work it. And and, 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 and but, but here's the thing, you know, we, we love that, don't we? Don't we love it? Because it sounds like he's going to do all the work because he says, I'm going to work it. And he does. God does work it. But we have a part too. We have a part too. He says, the thing I've begun in you, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. But who knows that he has his part and we have our part See, when he says to do something, I've got to do it. I can't weasel my way out of it and say, well, God, you know I don't like them. You know I don't like going over there. God, you... (laughs) We'll come up with any reason not to do what God wanted us to do, won't we? Oh, not y'all. Okay. It's just me. I'm just preaching to myself, and that is okay. I preach to myself because sometimes I need some good hard foot stomping preaching. And you know what? But... uh, well. 
what's going to happen is he's going to finish it until or he's going to work on it until the day of Jesus Christ return. And, and, but here's the thing, here's the, here's the, here, here's the thing, here's the exciting part anyway, is that I can rest in that. I can rest in knowing that God has got an eye on me. He knows where I'm at on the, on the back. Y'all, y'all ever play that uh, game, uh, Monopoly or Candyland or any of those? You got a spot on the board. God knows our spot on the board tonight. He knows if you've hit that bankruptcy spot or he knows if you hit a tax spot with the 200 extra dollars. He knows if you pass go and got $200 and didn't tithe on it. He knows if you built a, a, he knows if you built a, a, a hotel over here on Park Place being rude and stingy and take everybody's money. God knows about you. But he also knows, he, here's the good part. God, God um, made a provision God made a provision for your craziness. Thank God. Thank God that he counted that in on the cross. Thank God that he made a provision for my craziness on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Because man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I'm talking about especially after I got saved. Especially after I got saved because we can still do some craziness. I'm going to get back in the word. I'm going to get back in the word. I'm going to get back in the word. Because, uh, um, we got to learn this year. This has got to be the year that we figure out who we are. This has got to be the year that we figure out who we are, church. And we got to be able to rest in the goodness of God. We got to be able to rest in that. And to be able to sit back. We used to sing that song over at the basement, Andrew. Remember that? That was about 10 years ago. 15, I don't know how long. It's been a long time. But we used to. I want to sit at your feet. Drink from the cup in your hand. Lay back against you and breathe. Feel your heartbeat. Ain't that good? Just to sit back in the arms of God and just to be the most genuine, unique you that there ever was. Knowing that God is smiling down because you're his son, you're his daughter. We got to figure it out, church. Because I'm going to tell you, it's time to bring it to the front. It's time to bring it to the front. It's time to bring all you have to the front. Not only did they bring all they had to the front in the old day, they, they would literally bring all their money and all their house and all their anything, and they put it before the altar, and they give it and say, well, we're, we're going to split it up to him who each has a need. I ain't trying to get your car titles tonight. Don't worry. But yeah, it's time to bring it to the front. It's time to bring all the mess and all the junk and all the sin that so easily besets us and put it on the front because what it's really time to bring to the front is 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 these things that, that, that have a... That, I guess maybe they got in the back door somehow and they've been in here and it's time to deal with some things. Come on, tap yourself and say, it's time to have, like my little friend Joyce says, it's time to have a meeting with yourself. It's time to have a meeting with yourself. It's time to get some things straight. It's time to tell yourself and remind yourself that you have emotions. They do not have you. You do not dictate to me what I do. I dictate to you what you do. This body... I tell it when to raise my leg and to put it down, when to raise my hand and to put it down. And so we make a decision, don't we, during worship? Oh, I praise you, Lord. And some of you just stand there looking like, oh, I wish he'd shut on up. Uh, and But we get to make that decision, don't we? we get, I ain't looking at you. I ain't looking at you. We get to make that decision. We get to make the decision. We get to make all these decisions. And so what I've learned to do, what I've learned to do, what I've learned to want to do, what I've learned to remind myself to try to do is that I know I ain't made it. Come on, Paul said, I know I ain't made it, but this one thing I'm going to do, this one thing I'm going to do, I'm going to keep on pressing. 
I'm going to keep on pressing this one thing I do. I'm going to press toward the mark of the high calling. This one thing. If I don't do anything, I'm going to keep on pressing when I don't feel like it. Oh, I'm going to flip up on my Bible when it don't, it's not a convenient time or I'm on the airplane and, and I think somebody might judge me for getting out of my Bible or, or I'm at the coffee shop and it's just not the hip thing to do. Or, you know what, church? We, we, I don't know if they'll put this on TV or not, but I'm going to just be real frank and clear with you right now. There are so many, and I mean this in the best best way i'll i'll say it smiling they say say it say it smiling if you're going to say something we have so many ignorant christians meaning this we don't know our word so when the devil lies to us we believe it because we don't know anything contrary to it come on i'm gonna say it again we don't read our words and when the devil comes and tells us we'll take it as truth we'll take it as fact because we don't know any better that's like a little van coming by talking about hey kid you want some candy in the van yeah when we do that we get in the devil's van and he spins out and takes us for a ride come on you ever been for a ride with the devil yes you have yes you have some of y'all got in the driver's seat and drove with them it's what he does and it, do we not know the word of God? That's what happens every single time to the, I'm not talking about the unchurch. I'm talking about to the Christian. I'm talking about to the praise. I'm talking about to the preacher. Come on, me too. Me too. I deal with these things too. You think I don't deal with anything? I, if anything, I probably deal with it more than you do. There is, I mean, there is so many things that want to pull your attention and pull your eyes and pull, pull you this way and that way and, and just all kinds of ways. And man, they got some offers for you. If you'll take them, man, there's some offers out there. But you got to say, you know what? Just like they did when they said, come and eat at the king's uh, table. Daniel said, no. I'm going to choose the higher way. I'm going to choose the higher way. Come on, it's time to choose the higher way. And we got to make some room for God. We got to make, come on, we got to make some room for God. I was at a prayer meeting. Uh, I was at a prayer meeting a little while ago, but um, it was good. And I, we were there praying and um, it just came to me that I just felt like God was saying to us, you know, that he's walking through here with a tape measure, measuring Seeing how much room we have in our heart for him. How much room do you have in you to move? How much room do you have in you for me to move? How much room do you have in your life, in your schedule? Oh, come on. Don't talk about my schedule, preacher. Oh, yeah. How much, how much, uh, he, he's got out his tape measure. How much time you got for me in that busy schedule you got? Oh, yeah, I know you make a ton of money working that overtime. I know you do, but how much time you got for me? Because you ain't bringing that wallet up into heaven. Okay, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone, but I do, I will tell you this. I like it when you got real quiet, because that's when I know you're listening. When they're shouting and loud, I don't know if they hear me or not, but when it gets real quiet, I know they hear me. Romans 12 and to actually, you know what? I want to skip back here. I just want to go over to Samuel for a second. That's not the, that's not the way I want to go. Sorry about that. I, you know when God just changed something? Here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, you know what? And all this stuff that I'm talking about, 
what's that have to do with? Has to do with our mind. Has to do with our mind. It, because, okay, Joyce Meyer, she wrote a book called Battlefield of the Mind. The, the, the battle is in our mind. The battle is in our mind. The battle is in our mind. I, okay, so I had this dream the other night. And uh, it was, it was uh, you know how you just have dreams? Everybody had dreams. And so I woke up, and um, it was the weirdest. I've never had this thought after a dream before. My thought after this dream was, wow, that took a direction I didn't think it would. Now, isn't that funny? Because it was my brain that had the dream. So why did it take a direction that I didn't think it would? That should tell us something. I woke up from that dream, and I thought, wow, that's so weird. That's not what I would have done at all. But that's what our mind does, people. That's what our mind does. It plays tricks on us all day long. It will say crazy stuff if you listen. And it'll go in a way that you didn't expect at all. And then you end up way down this road. I remember, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never forget this woman telling me, Josh, I drink. And she said, I'm in my car on the way to the store telling myself, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in the car right now. I don't want to be driving to go get this beer right now. I do not want to do this, but my car keeps going towards the store. Come on, somebody. And, and then I get out and I walk into the store thinking, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I do not want to do this. Why am I doing this right now? This is not what God called me to do. I am not wanted. I don't want to buy this beer right now. I do not want to do this. And over to the beer cooler I go. I pick it up. I put it in my buggy. Oh, I hope nobody sees me. I hope nobody sees me. I don't know why I'm doing this. And then check out, get all the way home. You know what? But here's the thing. At any moment, here's the thing. We have free will. At any moment, it, you can turn around at any moment. But the flesh lies to us and says, oh, if you, if you don't do this, you're going to be missing out. If you don't do this, it's not going to be the same. If this is what you want. This is what you want. Come on. You know this is what you want. Oh, keep driving. You know this. Just this one time. Just this one time. Just this one time. Just this one time. How many people have died with just this one time? How many people have their life ended with the devil saying, just this one time. Just this one time. Just one time. Just one time. Just one time. Just one time. I'll never forget her telling me that because I, I kept thinking, well, why didn't you turn around? Because our minds will do that to us. That's not what I expected at all. And that was my own dream. It's in the mind. Do y'all remember? I, I touched on this just a little bit last week. This is all going to come together, I promise. I touched on this last week uh, with David and Bathsheba and uh, how David's baby was dead. It was dying. It was dead. He begged for it, begged, begged for it, not to die. But what happened? The Bible says he laid there all night long, sobbing. Come on, a grown man sobbing, laying on the ground, laid out crying. Wondering. Why God didn't move? Well, if you go read the backstory, it's pretty obvious why all this stuff was happening to him. And it was just a big old mess and, you know, and all that. But we're going to start right here. And it says, then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself. Somebody, it's time for you to arise from the earth and anoint yourself. It's time to get up in the name of Jesus. You have been too lazy, too slothful, too, too, too uh, just low. Your mind has been thinking too low. Come on, it says, David arose from the ground. But what happened? 
to happen first. Let me tell you, he had to decide in his mind to get up. He had to say to himself, David, boy, you're going to have to get off this floor no matter how much it hurts, no matter how painful it is. You know, he had been on the floor a long time. It's easy to get comfortable even on a concrete floor if that's what you got used to. Just like the man that laid by the pool for 38 years. He laid there for 38 long years hoping somebody else would come do what it took. Hoping somebody else would do the trick. Get up. I'm talking to somebody. Get up while you still can. Get up in the name of Jesus while you still can. We're not guaranteed forever. We act like we're here for just millions of years. You know why you act like that? Because you are an eternal being. That's true. And uh, the day you got saved, your eternal life started. And you will live forever, but not on this earth. You got limited time. You got limited time. I was telling them at our staff meeting this morning, whole room full of people. And I looked at each one of them. I said, what's your why? Why are you here? (laughs) And then I said, if you don't know, you need to leave. And Andrew gave me a look. And then I realized I had been too brush. I said, if you don't know, it may be a good time to find out. (laughs) But no, what's your why? What is your why? What? Why are you doing what you're doing? Because we all get the same 24 hours in a day. We all get the same seven days in a week. And it's always amazed me how some have that same week and they can get so much done in a week. And then others just blow through the week and get nothing done. I've never understood that. And then there's, then there's these people on Facebook and I ought not be on there scrolling through, watching them, reading them. But then there's these people talking about this word called bored. And I'm like, what? How are you bored? How are you a Christian and you're also bored? That is an oxymoron. How are you a Christian but also bored? Because let me tell you this. There's people out there dying and going to hell every 15 seconds. Get off of your... And get out there and go tell somebody about Jesus. You won't be bored no more. I'm going to get real tonight. I'm going to get real tonight. I might step right on out of your TV screen into your living room. Here I come. They just turned that. Don't you dare turn the channel. What, what, what's your why? What, what is our why? Why do we get up in the morning? Why do our, you know... <laughs> You would think after all these years, gosh, it's been hard. I can't tell you how hard Anchorage has been for me. People see me now and say, oh, man, I wish I could do what you do. It must be so fun living your life. Well, you don't see me when I go home at night and I'm still working till 11, 12, 1. You don't see me when I'm up in the morning at 6, 7, 8, 9, doing emails and doing all these things behind me. You don't see that part. And you certainly didn't see those four years I didn't even have a car. You didn't see the place where I had to drive my cousin's car for four. Well, I ain't talking about four days, four months. I'm talking about four long years on the backside of the desert waiting for the promise of God to come forth waiting for God to show up because I knew we had something some of y'all can't even last four hours we need some staying power church what's your why what are you doing what why are we doing what we're doing I can't get off of it why 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 are you doing it I know my why 
Oh, just like the Bible says, I got a fire deep inside my bones and it won't let me go. And it, it won't it won't quit. It won't quit, the Bible says. And that, that it stirs me every morning. And so I get in my car and I race down to Anchorage to see what's going to happen today. What miracle is going to happen today? Some of y'all get out of bed. Me, me and Mikey have had this discussion um, about expectation, expectation, expectation. I believe, I personally believe that we get what we expect. My board sometimes tells me to cool it. They'll tell me to bring my head back down out of the sky. They'll call me crazy sometimes. And But I know deep in my heart that God is an awesome God. And I will not back down. And I will not make my dreams smaller to fit the minds of the people around me. I will make my dreams bigger to blow their minds when God does the thing that I know he's going to do. So don't you dare expect anything small from this day forward. Don't you dare because you're going to get what you expect. You're going to get it. It's available. Let me tell you this secret, and I'll say it all over the place. I'll say it to everybody. We're just like our dad. We're just like our father. What we say goes. It just does. He gave us what in the earth? Dominion. He gave us dominion and power. And when we speak, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. We're We're having a test right now. Everybody get your hand out. Everybody got a hand. Mikey, where's your hand? I don't see it. Everybody get your hand out. Put it in front of your face like this. Put it kind of close. And now I want you to blow on your hand. You see, the neat thing is, the neat thing about that is, you don't see anything happening, but you feel the effects of it. You don't see anything at all happening. But... That's the power of our words. Did you know our words come out? My words are coming at you at over 700 miles an hour right now. 700 miles an hour. Our words have power, man. My words are like a bomb going off in the devil's ear. My words get on his nerves so bad. I hope they echo through the halls of hell. Oh, my God. Our words are moving at 700 miles miles an hour and we think we have no power we think we're poor and pitiful no that's why when you get stressed when you get sad the devil tries to tell you you're depressed when when you get hurt guess what happens we draw up we clam up and we shut up because our words have power we can get out of our own ditch repeat after me I don't have to stay where I am I will not stay where I am. I was made for more than this. And you know what? I've got more in me. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have no clue who you're sitting next to right now. You have no clue. No clue who you're sitting next to right now. No clue. You ain't got a clue who you're sitting next to. Shoo! Get inspired. Order Josh Paul's newest book entitled Closer to the Father. It's a daily prayer devotional and fasting journal. Each day, you'll be guided through a prayer that will grow your faith and deepen your relationship with God. You'll receive daily motivation to be your best as you journey deeper into prayer. God loves when you pray bold prayers. Get your copy by visiting joshpaul.org or call 1-800-722-8714. Order now. You're just 21 days away from a closer walk with the Father. 
You got to know who you are in Christ. And you got to know that your expectation is the building. It is literally the blocks and the building blocks to your future. You are building a house that you're getting ready to live in with the words that you say. You can look back five, ten years. What were you saying? What was you saying last year? Man, as much as I love my family... I will cut them off in a minute while they're talking. If they start talking about uh, sickness and disease, my, there's somebody in my family that I will not name that says, you just run yourself to death. And under my breath, I say the blood of Jesus. I do not run myself to death. I will not let you speak that over me. I know you love me. I know you don't know what you're saying, but your words have power. And I ain't taking that mess because I am not a dumpster for the devil to pour his, even though you don't know what you're saying. I know what you're saying and I ain't going to take it. One woman walked into our office one time. She said, it, it's hot out there. It's about to kill me. Going down to the funeral home. Because <laughs> it might. Your words have power. I know that ain't funny. That ain't nothing to laugh at. I get it. I know that. But our, well, I'll move on. I'll move on. I'll move on. What, what, what do we have to do? David, what did he have to do? Where do our, really, where do our words come from? Our thoughts. What did David have to do? He had to get up on the inside. I'm here to tell you tonight, get up. Get up. Whatever it is you are called to do, now is the time to do it. There are people over in Afghanistan tonight that would love to be sitting in this room where you are tonight. Uh, maybe the air conditioning ain't working as good as it's supposed to tonight. Maybe maybe your boyfriend called and, and gave you some uh, text before here and it uh, just upsets you a little bit. But you know what? You wasn't hanging on to the plane, to, to the wing of an airplane, trying to get out of a country to save your life because you're a Christian and fall off and fall to your death tonight. No, we we get to sit in a padded chair and, and every now and then just say, oh, amen, brother. What time is it anyway? What's my Facebook up to? How many likes I get on that post? What am I going to have for dinner after this? Where's my dog? I wonder what he's thinking right now. I wonder if I should get a new roof or wait. God, what do you think? Am I going to move? See, some of y'all don't even hear a word I'm saying because you can't shut it off long enough to come on into church. Bring your whole self in. Bring your whole self in for once. Just come on in. Bring it all. See, God, God can do it. Bring your mess too. Bring, your, bring, bring everything. Bring it all in. I want to read this to you down here in 2 Samuel 12 and 20. And I know I'm all over the place, but this is good. I'm, I'm like my own. I'm going to buy this DVD myself. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel. Come on. He changed his look. He got up in his mind. He, he made a decision. He said, look, I'm throwing this old thing off and I'm putting on a new thing. And he said, came into the house of the Lord and he, what? And the first thing he done was worshiped. The first thing he does was worship. Then he came into his own house. And when he required, they set before him bread and he did eat. You have to get up. In your mind, that's where the decision is made. The I is, and it's hard. It's hard. I got one more point. I'm gonna move past this, but it's. I'll never forget when we were over. It was about 2017 or 2018, and um, I was getting ready to put out this uh, thing on Facebook, and because we needed to raise this certain amount of money to, to say, get in this building that we're in now, and I, I looked at Andrew. I said, Andrew, people are gonna make fun of us for asking for this amount of money because it's so large. People are going to make fun of us, I bet. Or, well, what happens? Because here, here's, what, here's what happens. 
I'm going to be embarrassed if I don't meet the goal that I said I was going to meet. Or what if God doesn't move in this situation? What if what I'm hearing is wrong? I told y'all this last week and I'll say it again. Uh, Chris Taylor was out looking, shopping for churches. Not shopping, but you know, shopping for buildings to put his church in. Because they were meeting in his house for three years. Well, the very week they were getting ready to sign a contract, somebody calls up from Charlotte and says, you don't know me. I don't know you really, except I've been watching you online. But I've got a church and a fellowship hall I want to give you at no cost. And guess what? We just renovated. It's so nice. You're going to love it. It's going to fit all your people. And um, you know what? Chris was telling me across the side. I was talking to him privately. And he said, Josh, you're not going to believe this. But um, I was getting ready to go buy 12 round uh, plastic tables down at the, the big box store. And... Um, how many know they're, they're about $150, $200 each? They ain't cheap. And um, he said, yeah, we were getting ready to pull the trigger on that and go do it. But you know what that guy said to me? He said, I've got this building out back, and I've got uh, 12 round tables. I don't know if you can do anything with them. God knows exactly what you need before you pray it. I'm going to say it again. He knows exactly what you need. Even before the words come out of your mouth, God knows you. And he knows your need. That's what's so cool. What we're talking about with Zacchaeus. He had that tree grow up just for Zacchaeus to climb in because he knew Zacchaeus was going to be there on that day and that time. And Jesus was going to be walking by at that moment. Romans 12, 2. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the what? By the renewing of your, somebody shout it out, by the renewing of your, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Here's what I've learned. And I love everyone dearly, but I will let you down and you will let me down. So we can't necessarily completely trust anybody. And here's what I've learned. I can't even trust myself. I can't even trust myself. I'll go against myself sometimes. And so the only thing that we can really rely on is God and his word. I'm going to say it. The only thing, come on, that you get, you keep being let down so much because you are letting people hold you up. The reason I will never be let down is because I never let you hold me up. I let Jesus hold me up. He's the one that holds me up. That's why I am never disappointed and I am never let down because I don't give people the opportunity to let me down. I don't put that responsibility on people. It ain't my responsibility to hold you up, baby. That's God's. And he wants to so do that for you. He wants to so not disappoint you. But we keep, and, and we put such pressure on other people and we get so disappointed in them when they don't do what we thought they should have done or what they were going to do. They let you down, but you shouldn't have let what they were going to do hinge your decision and be what was holding you up. God has got to be the only one holding you up. Mm. Joshua 3, 1, I love this story. And, um, you know, we, we go all over America and preach at churches and different things. But the block party, I love, I love this message. I've said it so many times. Joshua 3 and 1, um, God is for us and never against us. God is with us. 
And that, that so excites me. You should see me at our board. You, these people will vouch for me. I, in our, our meetings are nothing boring. I'll be slamming my hand down on the table. I'll be preaching to them. I'll be getting up out of my chair. I'll be slinging my sandals up in the boardroom. Man, our meetings are exciting around here because I've, 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 I've met God. And he's met with me. And he's shown me, listen to this. He's shown me just like this. When, when he says, uh, well, let's just read. It says, then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan and he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. Now, this is after uh, uh, Moses had died. God came to Joshua and said, look, my servant Moses has died. You're going to be taken over. You're going to be leading him. And Josh probably thought, oh, my gosh, okay, the, 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 I'm not qualified. I, I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not, you know. And so uh, let's move it on to the next. And so it says, and being, nope, not that one. I got it right here. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went three, uh, through to host. And they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priest, the Levites bearing it, then... You shall remove your place and go after it. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to break camp. It's time to break camp. When you see God coming by, it's time to break camp. When you see God coming by, when you see Jesus walking up in your situation, it's time to break camp. We'll watch Jesus walk right on by. We'll watch Jesus do a miracle over here and a miracle over here, but you could have had yours if you would have took up your bed and walked. If you would have broke camp, come on, somebody. He, 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 here's, here's, here's what got me a little bit about that. Because they were to follow the Ark of the Covenant, which to them was the presence of the Lord. But the funny thing about us here in America is we ask God to follow us. We say, God, I need you to make this, 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 and this happen. See, we expect God to be a genie in a bottle and a pimp daddy and a and a what a sugar daddy and a whatever else. No. No. We're to follow God. We've got it twisted, church. We've got it twisted. We have got and guess what? Wiccan wicker that 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 means twisted. Did you know that the wicker furniture out on your patio? It's wicker because it's twisted. It's wicker, Wiccan, wicked. It's twisted. It's twisted. That thing is twisted. Oh my God! Come on, somebody. We try to make God follow our own, but that's a twisted way of doing it. That's not the way. We're to follow God. It's time to break camp. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, break camp. It's time to break camp. It's time to get moving. It's time to, if you're going to do something, it's time to bust a move. It's time to do it now. What you waiting for? Time, the clock is ticking. Come on, it's time to do it now. And it says, yet there shall be space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not unto near it, that ye may know that by which ye must go. For ye have not passed this way before God's trying to do you a favor. You've never been this way before. 
You've never, come on, Esther. I know you're here for such a time as this, but you have never been this way before. We got to let God go for the, the, the really cool part about God is he can go ahead of me and behind me at the same time. Tell me somebody who can, Allah, baby, you dead. You can't do that. My God goes before me and he comes behind me and he's beside me, walking with me. He's everywhere all at one time. He goes before me and he makes the crooked way straight. He goes before me and he levels down the mountains and he brings up the valleys. So I just walk on by. And then you know what? He comes behind me and he walks beside me. And when I walk through many waters and when I go through many rivers and when I walk through the fire, he's with me. But I let him lead. I let him lead. Can we just apologize to God right now? Can we just say, Lord, I am so sorry that for every time I was uh, tripping over you, trying to get in front of you. Forgive me. Lord, you lead. You are the Savior. You are the Master. You are God and no one else is. And Lord, you've been God for a long time. I guess you know what you're doing by now. He said, because you ain't passed this way before. And Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. He said, get ready. He said, get ready. Get ready. Prepare for what God is getting ready to do among you. Get ready. Sanctify yourself. Prepare yourself. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I love T.G. Jakes when he gets in that big old deep voice. He's like, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. And, and but you better get ready because God is on the move. He wanted to do something with his people. He's just looking for somebody, anybody who ain't too busy. Because listen to me. You may not be able to get your weave done. Your, your fingernails might be half falling off. Come on, guys. You might be wearing a flip-flop that's got uh, look at this. <laughs> you may have to just come on out any way you can. You may not come. You, you may have a hair-blown look like your head's been out the window. You're just going to have to come on out any way you can. And Ready or not, here I come. Here comes God. Here comes God. But are we ready? Sanctify yourself because I'm about to do wonders among you. Sanctify yourself. Get ready. I'm about to do wonders among you. Get ready. I'm about to do wonders among you. Get ready. Get ready. I'm about to do wonders among you. Prepare yourself. Make a spot for me to move. Clear out some time in your schedule for me to move. Slide away some things. Go on a fast. I don't know. What else can we give up for God? There's something special when we fast. There's something special when we push away a plate or push away a cigarette or, you know, we got uh, sipping saints. You know what? Maybe you could push away some of that booze. I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> none of my business. But, um, you know, maybe we could push away some of the whatever we've been doing. I don't know. You got your own thing. So don't be judging nobody else's, all right? No, everybody just look forward and we'll pretend like you don't have one either. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. We all, we all, we all have something we struggle with. We all do. But maybe we offer that up to the Lord and say, God, help me, help me do this. Help me to live for you. Help me to come into a better relationship with you. Because here's what I know: that God is closer than our next breath. So He is already on living on the inside of us. So what's blocking it? It's my clarity and it's my vision. It's me. 
It's me ruining it, not him. God doesn't like back up and come close and back up and come close and then back up three feet if you do one thing, five feet if you do something a little worse, a thousand miles if you do something a little worse, and then he'll come to come close to you again on Sunday morning. No, oh, no. My God is a friend who sticks closer than a brother through the thick and the thin, through the bad, the ugly, the good, the, the, the bad days, the rainy days, the sunny days, the hot days, the cold days. He is with me. He's with me. Get ready. But I need to read this to you. And Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass before the people. And they took the ark of the covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may knowest, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Leave that up there. That scripture has amazed me for years. It's amazed me for years. Simple little scripture. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. So I get the I'm with you part. I get that. I get the God is with me part. I get it. Um, and so, but, 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 but listen to me. Here, here, and I've preached this so many times all over the place, I, but I want people to get it. It doesn't say the same things I did for Moses I'm going to do for you. He said, so was I, so was I with Moses, I will be with you. He's saying, everything I was capable of then, I'm capable of now. Everything, everything I was with him, I am also now. I may do it in a different way, but just know that I will do it. Come on, I need somebody to know that when the, the children of Israel, they got to the Red Sea, and there was Moses, and he, and he had to hold up his red staff, hold up his staff, and the waters parted. Well, guess what? When Joshua got to the water, guess what they had to do? The waters didn't part. They had to step into the water. Come on, somebody. They had to step into the water. It was not the same. It was not the same. And so you might be looking right when God is trying to move left. You might be looking forward when God is trying to move back here. See, we're trying to look and say, oh, well, God done it this way. He's going to do that way again. No. Behold, I do a new thing. Shall you not know it? I'm going to make a way where there seems to be no way. I'm going to do it different. And I wonder if there's anybody in here. I just wonder if there's anybody in here tonight that's willing to step. I wonder if there's anybody to step. I wonder if there's anybody with boldness to step. I wonder if there's anybody who has the faith tonight to step on out onto the water when God calls. I wonder if there's anybody willing to step away from the things you've been doing and, the, and all the mess. And the, I wonder if there's anybody willing to step a little closer to God tonight. He, he didn't say I was going to do the same thing. I was, he didn't say I'm going to do it the same way. He said, I'm going to be, I am God. I am the same when? Yesterday. Today. And forevermore. I'm going to be the same. And I have always said this, Gina. If anybody ever got the faith and the boldness to start marching toward the Red Sea, I believe God would part it again. But no, we don't, no, no, no. We don't bother to get up and do a thing. You know, oh my gosh. God is looking for somebody to move big through. He's looking for somebody to move big through. He is looking for somebody to move big through. Is it you? 
God is looking for somebody to part a sea. God is looking for somebody to build an ark. God is looking for somebody Esther to be here for such a time as that. God is looking for somebody to go down in the, the Daniel's lying den and come back out of life. God is looking for somebody who is willing to sacrifice it all and go into the fire and come out and not smell like smoke. God is looking for somebody to do something big. Is it you? It says, and hereby ye shall know, they shall know that God is among you and that he will without fail. Come on, with God will without fail, without fail, without fail. See, God don't do things halfway. God is not like us. He's not finicky. Oh, whoa, yay, we start something so exciting, yay, and then we put it down because it got old or we couldn't get enough followers on it or we couldn't get this or we couldn't get that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. And then we, no, no, we just drop it. No, God will not drop it. He will not fail. He is with you. He is coming on this and listen to this. This is what he said. He will without fail, drive out from before you the people that are stealing your land. The people that are stealing your blessing. He's going to drive out from you the people who parked their RV in your spot. Because let me tell you, you can go on and try it. Try it parking my spot. I'll move it myself. God won't even have to do it. I'll move it myself because I know who I am. But just try it. But see, nobody can take your spot. Nobody can take your calling. Nobody can do it. Because it's yours and God give it to you. And he said, I will without fail drive out before you all these people and all the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Gigashites, and all the rest. I will without fail drive out cancer. I will without fail drive out diabetes. I will without fail drive out all these things out of you. I will without fail. Without fail. Come on, somebody say without fail. I serve a God that is without fail. He has never failed. Without fail. Oh, that's good. That's good. I have a God that has a clean record. Without fail. Thank you, Lord, that you are without fail. Here's the exciting part. Because by this point in our ministry, we've seen God move over and over and over in such big ways that we never deserved. So big. Don't even make sense. It don't make any sense. I'm trying to tell somebody it doesn't make sense. And I hope that if you're watching me tonight, today, wherever, whatever time it is, that there's a spark that comes alive on the inside of you that says, me too. There's something in me too. There's something God wants to do in me too. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't even feel like I have the strength to do it right now. But I feel that spirit moving, breathing. There's a local guy over here, local church. I love stories like this. This is this is revival. He's a pastor at a local church. He got filled with the Holy Ghost. And now he's getting kicked out of his church because he got a little too spiritual for him. So that he got kicked out. Come on, somebody. He got kicked out of his church for being a little too spiritual for some of them. 
Woo! Call the police on me. Have me ejected uh, because I got a little too spiritual on you. Come on. Call them on me. Call them right now. Call them because I'm a little too crazy. Call them because I got a little too much Jesus. Woo! I don't care no more. Jesus is on his way, Andrew. He's on his way. Come on, somebody. He's on his way right now. Jesus is on his way. And we just act like nothing. Throw me on out of here. I'll find somebody to preach to. Woo! I'll go out on the streets. I might go out after this anyway on the streets. Come on. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going devil hunting when I leave here. I'm going devil hunting tonight. I'm about to close. I won't sling my shoes at you no more tonight. I'll try. I've only got one on. I don't know why I do that. I'm sorry. It just happens. <sighs> Hebrews 13 and 5 is where, where I want to end this tonight. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Don't compare yourself. I love it. I heard somebody say one time, and it always stuck with me. Where you're planted, grow. You were planted in a different garden than I was. So what? So what? You, 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 it's not where you start. It's where you end up. And just because my seed looks small, mustard seed, I'm going to grow up and be one of the biggest one of them. So don't, don't, uh, don't judge me by the chapter that you walked in on. Don't judge me in seed form. That's why ooh, we get so discouraged when people can't see what God's own is because it's a tiny little seed and to them it don't look like nothing. You don't know how many, man, oh, 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 oh. Gosh, I was at Applebee's one night and that's when I had quit my job. Come on, somebody. That's when I had quit my job and I got a job at Applebee's and I said, all right, Lord, I'm gonna wait for you here. Serve these sweet teas, serve some desserts and get off at like one in the morning and then be back at the church. I was leading worship at a church. Just, I was just being available. I was just making making myself available and I would go over here and help a news team and I would go up there and help a mission team I was just making myself available for the Lord and I said Lord I'm gonna wait for you right here and so some of my friends from high school came in and um and uh they were like Josh what are you doing here at Applebee's waiting tables what are you doing I thought she was, you know, out doing the doing your thing, flying around the country, and and because I had this really cool job, I was. I'll tell you that later. But um, they were like, "What are you doing here?" That doesn't make any sense. And and um, so I didn't go into all the details because I knew they wouldn't get it anyway. Come on, come on, you can't tell everybody everything. They ain't gonna get it no way. And so, but I I did tell them a little bit, and I told them I specifically remember. I said I don't know how. And I don't know when, and I don't know what it looks like, but I believe God wants to take me all around the country to minister. And I don't understand it, but it was so strong, I had to quit my job. And, and um, you know, then we talked back and forth a little bit. And, and then at the end, before, before she left, she said, Josh, and if none of that happens, that's okay. That's okay if it doesn't happen. I said, Okay. I didn't say a word, but I thought, you just wait. You just wait. Because I'm trying to tell somebody, when you know, you know. And don't let them little voices say, oh, it's okay if you don't. No, it ain't okay. Somebody needs you to show up in the name of Jesus. Do you know how many thousands of people have heard the gospel because I decided not to say, oh, okay, maybe it wasn't for me. Do you know how many, maybe millions at this point have heard the gospel because I stepped out of a higher paying job and got a job down at Applebee's. And I've got a lot of friends that still work at Applebee's, but it's not, you know, it didn't have many benefits. It didn't have me flying first class to Seattle, Miami, and everywhere else. It didn't have that. Applebee's didn't. 
My other job did. It was cool. I was somebody when I showed up. They had to listen to what I say. I guess they do here now, but who knows why. Thank you, Lord. One, one shoe, Josh. See, that's what you don't understand. God can use anybody. He can use, turn to your neighbor and say, even you, even you, you old messed up thing. Even you, y'all mess up. You ain't messed it up too bad for God to you. Go ahead and stand to your feet tonight. I hope tonight's encouraged you. I hope it has made you think. I hope it's made you wonder what God has for you. I hope that it has made you want to step out of your boat. I hope that tonight has lit a fire, something deep on the inside of you that says, you know what? I was created for more. And I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know what. I don't know any of it. But God, here I come towards you. I'm, I'm just going to I forsake all this world has to offer. I don't care about it anyway. Who cares? Uh, the houses and the cars and the, all the things that we waste our days trying to get and all this mess and all the rest of it. No, God, I don't give that to you. Let, let them have that. Let the rat race out there have that. God, I want you. Here, here's what I want in life. I want his presence. Because when I have his presence, I have everything I need. When I have the presence of God walking with me everywhere I go, I've got favor. Unprecedented favor. Oh, my Lord, y'all should hear some of the prayers God has me praying now. Even I raise my eyebrows and think, really? All right. But I've got enough sense to know now that if God has me pray something, he's already making a way to do it. Come on, somebody. If God is having you pray something, it sounds crazy to your flesh. It sounds crazy to your mind. Pray it anyway. Every morning, I pray for 100 million souls to come through JPM and Anchor Ridge. And that ain't the big part. That, I know that's going to happen. Y'all should hear this, some of the things. What's your thing? What's you praying for? What you been praying for? Is it time to up the ante? Was it too small? Is it too small? Is God bigger than what you're praying for? If it's something you can possibly do on your own, up it. Because that's when God gets involved. And that's when God, I believe faith puts a smile on God's face because he's, he looks down and says, that one right there, trust me, watch out. I'm going to show out on this one. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show off with this one right here because I found, and he don't even looking for a mustard He said a mustard seed of faith is all I need. That's it. Now I'm going to use you. When anytime we step away from our past and away from the junk and away from whatever, Anytime we step away from anything, anything that this flesh wants toward God. Oh, come on, somebody. God replaces it. Just like that story with the king and the wine and all that. God replaces it 10 times at least. All the things I walked away from that I thought I could never walk away from because it was my security and it was my job. And it was, I used to smoke cigarettes 10 years ago. I used to smoke cigarettes. I walked away from that. And, you know, my ride has been... Now, I feel like I'm talking to myself, uh, uh, talking about myself a bunch now, but I'm just trying to tell somebody, 
that God is so amazing and God is so good. And if you would just give him your day and give him your time and give him your words and give, give him your thoughts and let him be the last thing you think about at night and the first thing you think about in the morning. And when you let him have the first of your words in the morning and the first of your income and the first of your smiles and the first of your joy and the first of your laughter. I'm talking about a real relationship with Jesus. Not one where you just come to church, but one where you, you, you laugh with him when you're riding down the car, riding down the road in the car and you're like, oh man, Lord, I'm so sorry that I just did that. But Lord, you know my heart on that situation. You know, you know, and, and all these things, you're just communing with him all the time. That's where God wants you because you're his kid. You're his kid. How many of you got kids and you just love when they just come over and spend time with you? You just love to see their smiling faces. You just love that phone call. But it's even better when they can tell a few jokes with you and, and just hang out with you and lay back. I don't care if, if your kids are 40 or 50, you still let them sit on your lap. They're your kids. God loves you and he wants to do big things through you. I hope this podcast is a blessing to you. Make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend who needs a blessing. Be sure to sign up for our email list too. We give away free gear and products and you'll be the first one to hear about the latest episodes and all the latest news. Till next time, pray big prayers and watch God move. Have a blessed day.